Welcome to the Be Jigador podcast, formerly known as the Get Some Gains podcast, and also the weekly BJ podcast. You know, ultimately, I'm just going to go with my name. That's what people look for when they search for me. It's simple and uh, not sexy, but it, you know, it is what it is. And we have episode 209 for you today, a special one. And it's a timely one at the time we're recording this because six years ago, around this time, I left Men's Health to start the DailyBJ.com and do what we do today. You know, there's there's lots of things I've learned in the last six years, uh, but essentially I broke it down to six lessons in the six years since leaving Men's Health. You know, for those new to the podcast, I always have to remind uh, myself that there's sometimes people are tuning in for the first time ever. So if it gets redundant for me to uh, mention my resume briefly, it helps for people that are new to the show. You know, I am the former fitness director for the Men's Health brand. I'm also the author of Your Body is Your Barbell and my brand new book, The Ultimate Push-Up Guide. Both of those books are available on Amazon. Uh, My new book is available as a Kindle or paperback, um, Grow Your Chest at Home with The Ultimate Push-Up Guide. I'm getting great reviews on that. And um, my first book, uh, even though it's designed more as a training manual, it's a book uh, since writing that men's health book, Your Body is Your Barbell. So I'd really appreciate the support, and I'm going to start writing a lot more books. But, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to share quickly the six lessons, and I'm going to break each one down. And I, I wrote this, uh, it's almost like a, a poem in a sense, but each, uh, of, each of these is connected, right? So here are the lessons I've learned. And by the way, if you have not, if you don't know the story, uh, if you want to, like, a master class in how to burn a bridge... Listen to episode 66 uh, called Why I Left Men's Health. It's my second, it was for a long time, the most listened to episode of this podcast until recently uh, when the podcast I did called uh, episode 205, Overcoming Addiction, Overcoming Addiction with Miles Orman. Uh, I, at the time of recording this, it was a month ago or so since I recorded that episode with him. It's now the most listened to episode of this show in its six-year history. Um, I, by the way, I'm also, this is the six year anniversary of the podcast, like a lot of anniversaries coming around here around this time. Uh, but definitely listen to that episode. Cause you know that I didn't even promote that episode, uh, until like this week. Cause I'm like, wow, I, I mean, it must be getting shared organically or maybe the algorithm pushed it. I don't know what the fuck happened with that episode beyond, um, the words and the story that miles shared, uh, with his addiction struggles and, you know, just his life journey. Uh, obviously, it's resonating with people. That's all. That's the only thing I can I, I can attribute to why in a month it's the most listened to episode. It's closing in on ten thousand listens. Um, you know, which which is big for this show. Uh, so uh, thanks to Miles for sharing his journey and give it a listen. Um, but also episode sixty six, like that'll give this some context because what you'll be hearing is um, a flawed man six years apart. Uh, and hopefully you you hear uh, some personal growth and uh, in, in the way I speak about the situation today. But uh, you'll get a really raw, uncut version of, of in my mind, what went down there and, and, uh, and my unique perspective today, six years later. So, you know, here it is. Here are the six things. Number one, men's health is still in business. Number two, so am I. Number three, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Number four, I'm grateful for the opportunities. Number five, I was deeply hurt by how it ended. And number six, I accept full responsibility for that. 
So I'm going to go one by one here, but you know, ultimately I decided to do this, not just because it is the six year anniversary of leaving, uh, but <laughs> I was in the grocery store getting, you know, uh, a host of items, uh, you know, some of my favorite diet soft drinks, uh, Fresca, Squirt Zero, Diet Cherry 7-Up, uh, Zero Sugar. I, 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 look, my zero, zero Sugar or low-calorie uh, carbonated beverages are my one of my big sins. So I was getting, you know, some eats and treats for our uh, TGIT weekend uh, situation, and I walked by the magazine rack, and I saw the latest issue of Men's Health. It's got the cover, uh, on the cover is Jason Momoa, and... Uh, you know what? For the last six years, I've avoided magazine racks because I just I've been so I just didn't want to see anything to do with men's health. I I blocked them on socials. Um, you know, I, I just I wanted to completely divorce myself from them. And uh, I, I came by the, the the magazine and and basically I said to myself, you know what? I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy this issue, and I'm gonna just see what they're doing. And um, I was finally in a place six years later to I'm holding it in my hands right now as I'm looking through it. But, you know, I, I honestly, I thought men's health was going to be out of business. You know, at the time I left, they had a uh, stage four publishing cancer, you know, like uh, it was a sinking ship um, and uh, they were bought out by Hearst Publishing and, you know, they're still here. Um, it's a 30, I believe a 35 plus year brand. Uh, it's, it's the brand uh, like, you know, I, I'll always have a special connection to the magazine, uh, no matter no matter how it ended. You know, and um, I have to give them credit. I, I really thought they would be out of business at this point. Uh, you know, I looked through the magazine, and it's got, you know, the same pretty much essentially the same look and feel it's always had. You know, I don't think anyone does it better in terms of you know, getting uh, deciphering all that's out there and getting good you know, general fitness information out there to the masses than men's health. They have a, a tried and proven winning formula, uh, with their magazine, their books. Um, you know, and, uh, I haven't been to the website in a while, obviously either, but I did buy the magazine and I was frankly pretty proud of myself because that's something I never thought I would do again. I actually spent my money supporting a men's health initiative. Um, and, and they've been to me in many ways, the last six years, uh, an enemy. Um, and, uh, in a lot of ways, the way it went down, I had to create a narrative for myself to motivate myself to go out on my own and do big things that I, w- I was, you know, I was going against them. And I'll talk more about how that is not a sustainable way to motivate yourself. Um, but it did help in the short term. Uh, but, you know, but I, I will give them credit, man. They still, they still know how to do the headlines. They still know, they still know how to make a really good looking magazine. And it's something you can read through without actually having to read it, you know, you can, you can glance through it in an hour. It's great to have next to the toilet, uh, you know, by the, on, on the coffee table, kitchen table, whatever else. Um, and I also bought one of their, their, their training manuals for this year as well, because as you know, I, with my new book, the ultimate pushup guide, I've decided that I'm going to start writing a bunch of training manuals. You know, I'm, I'm going to make a lunge guide, a pull-up guide. I, I might make an abs guide, a recovery guide. You know, I'm just going to make a series of manuals and, um, you know, I, 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 no one knows how to make training manuals better than men's health. You know, they, they have all the analytics, they have all the research. It, it's, they market to millions of people. So I just wanted to see what's out there, what's, what's going on. And, you know, what, what I am really proud of, um, you know, beyond that, it kind of lends itself to number two, which, you know, number one, MH is still in business. Number two, so am I. 
you know, it's six years ago. Um, I'm not going to rehash all of what happened because you can listen to episode 66. But essentially, you know, I had an altercation with a videographer. Um, it was verbal, uh, though I was very, I mean, he, he really pissed me off. And, and by the way, he was worrying on me for a long time. And, uh, you know, so it's a combination. It's a him problem. It's also a me problem. I get people wear me out fast. And, uh, you know, th- that's part of uh, my Achilles. My Achilles heel is people. And, you know, so I take full responsibility for my side of that. But there was an altercation, um, not physical, but, um, you know, maybe it could have gotten to that level. Uh, it didn't. Uh, I was pretty upset. And uh, he ended up crying and, and reporting me to HR. And I had a conversation with uh, uh, my my boss at the time. And during that conversation, um, you know, I... While, while, while I was having it and I was, I was emotional, I was in tears about it. Cause again, there, there was a lot of things going on. Listen to the episode 66 to get the full scope of how that went down and what it looked like. But, um, at the time I was already thinking, okay, I, I knew I was going to leave. I had been planning to take, um, a, a upcoming vacation, some PTO. So I, I, I tried to play it cool and basically said, you know, I'm going to take two weeks PTO. But the moment I got home that day, I told my wife, in two weeks, we have to have the dailybj.com ready to go. I, I, ha- I already had the website ready to, uh, in my mind ready to go for that last, the two years I was at Men's Health, you know, some context here, I was their fitness director for two years. The first year it went great. The second year was a disaster after uh, uh, they got rid of the editor-in-chief uh, that, that hired me and they brought someone in new who completely went a different direction in, in my mind uh, and, and hurt the magazine. By the way, he was fired. And their new leadership or direction seems to be in a much better path than it, than it was with him. Um, so again, you know, there were some things beyond my control as well. Uh, you know, things were going very well. Previous to that, I was a long-term consultant for the brand. I made a handful of, of uh, best-selling DVDs. The most well-known ones are Speed Shred and Meta Shred. I wrote a book with them. I was a uh, constant contributor to the magazine uh, and the website. And then, you know, then I came on as a digital fitness director and I built out their Instagram to 1 million plus. I, I had a lot of success working with men's health. And, um, you know, now, uh, I, I have nothing to do with them for six years. And I look through like, who's, who's the contributor now. I see some names that used to be on there. Uh, I see my, my man, David Jack is still a training advisor there, but <laughs> bottom line, they didn't need me to keep going, you know? Um, and they're still doing their thing. And it's a credit to the, you know, the consistency and uh, consistency of the brand and, and just the, the, the following that they built, the readership they built over the years. And obviously publishing as a whole just got destroyed with the shift to digital and stuff like that. But it still is a, a really nice magazine to have in your hands. And uh, you know what? I tip my hat to men's health. Um, but I am still in business too. And over the course of those two weeks, my amazing wife uh, found, uh, the platform we'd be using. And, uh, at the end of the two weeks PTO, I came back and they were like, what's going on? Like, um, how do we move forward? And I said, I'm giving you my two weeks. Um, and, and that was it. And I, I, I initially there was a desire to continue working together in some way. Uh, I was going to be on a retainer. Um, but then we launched the dailybj.com and, you know, we, we, 
we got quickly up to about a thousand people that wanted to subscribe to, to the site for at the time it was 969 uh pun intended you know as a uh, the, the sexual and you either and stuff like that uh you know again um and, and by the way it, it, around this time every year i really do i reflect and, and i'm so appreciative of the people that supported us from jump street i really am like you know if you've never done it uh like quit your job and then by the way like previously to the men's health job i i was on my own consulting so it wasn't as scary as it would be to people that would be doing that for the first time uh, i've been a lifelong entrepreneur besides those two years that i worked at men's health in uh 2015 and 2016 uh but in 2017 uh at this time you know leaving may into june um we had to restart everything again and you never know what's going to happen it could have been a fucking disaster um so i I was trying to hedge my bet and see you know continue to work with them in some way because i was going to stay in pennsylvania allentown emmaus area where uh men's health was located now i believe it's all new york based um for, for a year before we made the move to California just to save up and, and just kind of get a feel for what, what our business was going to look like. Um, I had no idea, but we did well out of the gate. And, um, I, the, the retainer that we were kind of going to kind of go with, I wasn't sure I'd be able to fulfill it based on how much work, you know, at the time I was posting daily videos there and I was giving it my all, you know, just trying to get this off the ground. And, um, I responded to the editor in chief, you know, um, I need, I need, I'd like to maybe just have some time with this to see how it goes. Cause I don't want to commit to something I can't do for you guys, but I still want to work together. And you know what? He never responded to me. And, uh, I was very upset and hurt by that. And again, it just kind of confirmed to me the type of person he was. Um, and I tried to be helpful to the guy that ended up replacing me there as the fitness director. You know, I went to lunch, I gave him, I shared as much as I could about him, but I also, if I'm being honest, like I just felt like, um, he was using me and had no interest in, you know, to get my knowledge, but I don't think he had any interest in helping me as I left the brand. Um, but you know what? It is a situation where everyone's out for themselves and, um, you know, life can be, it's tough when, you know, this is all, you know, it's a, you have to deal with people, but it's also, you know, things are very transactional. Um, ultimately, they never got back to me um, and it is what it is and and and, and we move on. But MH is still in business and so am I. And I may, uh, <laughs> I'll never be what I was when I was at Men's Health in terms of the reach and the access and just the juice that gave you when people, you know, you could, I could reach out to anyone, they get back to me right away. I could get any piece of equipment for free sent to me. Um, you know, I could get anybody's time and attention. And, um, you know, it's definitely not the case now. Um, so, you know, that part of it, you know, th- those days are, they've been gone for a long time and and that's fine. You know, I, I, I've carved out a nice little business for myself. I live a great life. You know, um, I, a couple weeks ago, I saw my little brother, uh, shout out to Ben Gador, AKA Gator, uh, his nickname. Um, he visit. I saw him for the first time in, in three years. You know, I, I have a very small circle and the two most important people in my life are my wife and Naomi. We've been together since 2002, and uh, who I met in college, and my little brother Gator Ben Gador. And uh, we had just it was it was honestly one of the best weeks of my life, you know, uh, to be able to host him here at our home in Palm Springs, you know. And uh, every day we just spent a lot of time together and had fun. And 
I, I have a type of business where I could have planned in advance for this, take, take off all the time I want. Um, and, uh, you know, we just had an amazing time together, you know, exploring the Palm Springs area. We took him up to Idlewild on this amazing, uh, Palm to Pines Drive, where you go basically from desert to like, you know, pine trees, forest, uh, like wintry vibes. It's like, it almost feels like you're in an episode of Stranger Things when you go up there. But, you know, we just did all these great things together. We caught up. It's the longest time I've, I've gone without seeing him. Um, and, and throughout that week, uh, just, you know, the joy of just being able to wake up without an alarm, have coffee together, uh, do some activities together, spend time in the pool uh, playing with my dog. Um, who's that's number three, by the way, like if you're a dog in my house, man, uh, you know, you, you get the love that, uh, we would give to a kid, a sibling, a family member. Um, you know, that's my, that's my big three. And, uh, it was just an amazing time for me. Uh, my, and my wife and my little brother had a great time as well. And it just, it made me reflect on how different career paths or different outlets, you know, that's not something I could, I could do. Or the fact that actually we have a home in Palm Springs, um, you know, <laughs> that was, I, I said to my brother, could you ever imagined, uh, that, you know, you'd be visiting me here, that we could spend this time together here and that, you know, this is our home. And so it was, it was special for us. We don't come from, we come from nothing. And, uh, we both come also from a very dysfunctional, abusive home. And, uh, you know, so for, for, for him and I, it was for me in particular, cause you know, I'm, I'm 40, he's 40, uh, you know, he's 28. So, um, I've got 12 more years of experience and wisdom and just perspective on how important that time together was. So, uh, and, and, and that's all because of, you know, the, the relationship I initially built with men's health and, and then the work I've done since, you know, I, I am still in business. Uh, I am still, um, you know, capable of doing this, uh, on my own and obviously with the help of my wife. And, you know, we have some people that help us with editing video and, and uh, designing images and stuff like that, and that's important. But you know, this is a very small business, and we do quite well. And we run it out of our home, and uh, I'm grateful for it. And uh, it's not easy to still be in business six years later. So I'm happy for that. You know, and that leads to number three, which is you know, uh, some could say, "Oh, this is not a good thing to say," but it's just a fact. I'm not as good as I thought I was. You know, when you're working with a brand like that, and they have, you know. You, you have specialists all over, full teams. You know, you have someone that can handle social media, someone that handles the website with a bunch of editors and assistants, and you know, obviously, just the cachet that brand had. You know, I thought I was going to go out and just like I could become them quite quickly, and uh, the reality is, I, I I will likely never be them. Um, but that that's okay too because I don't. I, I also realize the level of infrastructure required to be like that. And and that's that's going to be for someone like me, um, whose Achilles heel is people. Uh, that that's going to be something that even if I succeeded, I'd be miserable. And you know what I found. And again, don't take this the wrong way, please don't. But you know, I'm, I'm 40. I've been on this earth a long time. I've worked on myself a lot over the last six years. Um, but you also have to know yourself. And the reality is, I am just not someone that can handle a lot of day to day interactions with people. It doesn't make me a bad person. It just I have to be realistic about that, you know. And and, and by the way, and by the way, I can still FaceTime with you and give you one hour of focus and help you go exactly where you want to go. But you know, typically those are once a month. You know, it's the day to day stuff with people. You know, uh, 
that's the stuff I just, I can't do it. I just can't do it for my personality. The more I interact with people, the more I hate people. And that's not a good place to be. I don't want to hate people. I don't want to become this grumpy old misanthrope, you know? And I feel like uh, if I don't put enough boundaries in place for me, that's exactly what I'm going to become. And, and by the way, it doesn't just, doesn't just make me a misanthrope. It'll negatively affect what I do best. Uh, and, and that's part of what uh, is important too. And, and, and growth and reflection and perspective. I am just an excellent programmer of fitness. I am. I, I just, I don't, I, I can go head to head with anyone. Now, I am not the best content creator. I'm not. I really don't enjoy making content. I, it, it's part of the business. Um, but, you know, like, I, I don't know the ins and outs as well as others do. I'm, I'm not the best marketer. You know, um, I've learned and I continue to improve and I do what I can to, you know, again, have a successful uh, business. But, you know, um, those aren't strengths of mine. I'm not good with people. I'm, I'm not good at social media. I know what it takes, but I'm, I'm not, I don't, you might, you might think I'm full of shit. And again, that's, that's because you actually don't know me. You think you know me. People tell me this every time they meet me. You have no idea who I am. If you've never spent time with me privately, um, good and bad. Okay. But, um, I don't like being the center of attention. I don't like talking to camera. I don't necessarily even like being on camera, frankly. Uh, I, and I really don't like interacting with people. Uh, and, uh, that's what social media is all about. So, you know, I have to be willing to find what I'm willing to do, even if it doesn't create the growth I'm looking for. It's got to be sustainable for me. And again, I don't want to become uh, an ugly, old, mean, grumpy individual. And I feel like I'd, I was on that track if I would continue to interact with people in such an intensive way. And um, again, this is a me problem. It's not a you problem. It doesn't mean that I, I wouldn't like you if we if you actually were a big part of my life. But you have to understand too, I'm a private person, I'm an introvert. And what that really means is I'm, I'm not shy, I'm just quiet. And it also means that interacting with people just steals my energy. It steals, uh, in a lot of cases, the joy in my life. And it, it really takes away from what I do best, which is, you know, frankly, if you've been with me for a while, you know, you, you can say what you want about, uh, my personality, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but you're likely still here because the workouts and, and the programs, they work, they're fast, they're fun, they're effective. I meet you where you're at at home with minimal equipment and it, you can travel with it on the road. I have carved out for myself, uh, using all the knowledge that I have and my experience through working with a big brand like Men's Health, but also just, I live this, I work from home, I work out at home, you know, um, I'm great at it. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to continue to focus on the most. Um, less with people, more focus on writing, podcasting, and just delivering you the best fucking product I can, you know, and, and, and that's, that's what it has to be because I'm not as good as I thought I was. And I'm also not willing to do what it's going to take for me to ever become a men's health brand, which means getting, um, a big infrastructure behind me in terms of, um, you know, help from other people, you know, and, uh, putting myself out there a lot and, uh, you know, playing the algorithm game or just the game of just like trying to get engagement with people and, you know, talking, the talking face videos, man, like, I, again, never seen ever, but I just, that's just tough for me. Like, I, I, I guess I'm cynical and I just, I hate it. 
the full motivational videos. I feel like every fucking video I see is it's someone doing an exercise and then someone, uh, it's a backtrack of someone giving a motivational speech like, you can do it today. Who says you can't be the best person you ever were? This is your time to shine. It's like all these fucking like, if that if you have to get on, like, wow, what is your day or life like when you have to wake up and watch a video like that to get going? But I guess a lot of people do. And that's part of it too, is I don't really understand the average mindset. I, I'm, not, um, I'm not a great motivator. Um, that doesn't mean I can't motivate. Um, and I'm also not a good coach because, uh, you know, good coaching requires a lot of day to day interaction and just learn how to, uh, you have to know how to manage people and get the most out of them. And that is not a strength of mine. I'm a lone wolf. I do my best on my own island. Um, and, and though I, I may, I'm capable of networking and interacting with people, I, I started my business as a uh, personal training, then boot camps. And then, you know, I had to do so much networking to get to the point where, uh, you know, going to speaking events and going to fitness events to meet with people and get the, the opportunity to connect with people that get me on a, a stage like men's health, right? Um, so I've done all that, but man, I hated it along the way. I just, I kept waiting to not have to do it anymore. And now that I don't have to do it anymore, it just, it's a muscle that keeps atrophying. Um, and, and honestly, like, you know, I, 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 I can, I can still do those types of things and networking and stuff like that, but at my own pace, um, and just accept the fact that this will never be the business that I thought it was going to be. Cause I'm not willing to go the, the various routes that, that are required because it does come at a huge cost of my quality of life and my mental health. So being able to say that I'm not as good as I thought I was, um, is just also a general indication that, you know, I, I did over the last couple of years, I had kind of an ego death. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, uh, everything I used to do was all about this identity I had and proving myself to others and, um, you know, trying to be the best, you know, the Michael Jordan of this and that. And honestly, like, I think it's a combination of, of you know, living, uh, if I'm lucky to live a full life, I'm, I'm halfway through it. And I'm just, I'm over the bullshit, man. My motivations have changed and I, I, I just can't get up for things the way I used to, you know, um, you know, and, uh, just to do it, just, I, I give the whole, uh, not only just because I'm a fan of him and the Lakers, LeBron James analogy. If you uh, watched what was in my mind just an amazing playoff run for the Lakers, considering they started two and ten, they lost their first five games. They were two and ten at one point at the time of the trade deadline in February. They were the 13th seed. They managed to uh, make it into the playoffs to the play-in, and then they made it to the Western Conference Finals, and then just got outplayed by a superior team that had been together for years. Uh, versus a team that was basically manufactured uh, halfway through the season, uh, three quarters of the way through the season, frankly, at the trade deadline. But yeah, I saw him uh, have to pace in a way through the series, uh, through each series, one against uh, opening round against the Memphis Grizzlies, and then beating the defending champion Golden State Warriors and losing to the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Um, just... I can relate. I saw someone who just didn't, they had to pace themselves in a way they never had to prior and who was so capable of being excellent in spots, but unable to do it um, for a full 48 minutes and, and, and on a game to game basis. And uh, it doesn't make him any less of a man. It doesn't make me any less of a man. 
these are just the realities of getting older. We can't handle the same amount of stress and the recovery demands are immense. What it takes to just, um, what it takes for him to get up for just a single playoff game, it's an ordeal. You know, what it takes for me to get, uh, to be able to continue to, you know, be fit and, and do my own workouts and then film workouts and then do this business, it, it's tough. And at some point, I, I have to understand that, okay, uh, something's going to have to give. And uh, what, what, looking at all of it, I, I have to accept my strengths and my weaknesses. And I just have to pick my spots and also know where I'm most effective. And um, really, I, 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 it's very clear to me now, it's just, I've got to be very, very cognizant of how much time I spend with, with people because uh, that, that, that's where, uh, you know, and now Naomi's filming our videos. Uh, it's some finding a videographer that we can trust um, that brings a level of creativity, professionalism, skill um, to elevate what we're doing. Um, you know, it, it's even if we can, uh, it, it just won't last that long. Like I talked with Jeremy Scott recently visited Palm Springs, check out the Jeremy Scott fitness podcast, by the way, I, in my mind, the best fitness podcast out there right now, been a guest on that show many times. And, um, you know, we get together and, and catch up. And one of the few people, by the way, in the world that I, that, you know, like he's a, a true friend and, and colleague. And I can't think of anyone else out there that can relate to my life better than him. We basically both have the same <laughs> job, very similar, uh, mindsets. And, um, you know, he just tries to get a year or two out of the trainers that come through his gym because he knows they're not going to last. Um, it's tough to find people to go at, at your own, at, like I have a pace, a tempo and intensity. I attack things with, I have a level of professionalism, um, that I demand in the stuff we do. And most people don't, and, and it is what it is. And, and you know, uh, and, and Naomi, uh, within a couple weeks, Naomi, uh, was able to figure out what needed to happen to replace uh, the videographer we had been using. Um, and and we, we go on without a beat. You probably didn't even know that we had changed videographers. And that, that's, that's the type of people we are. We're nonstop. We always find a way to make it work. And, um, you know, it, it's just tough to find good people you can trust. And ultimately, they can't keep up with this type of pace because they're not, that, they're not the, that type of people. You know, they don't know what it's like to build great things and do great things and what's required. It comes at a great sacrifice and dedication and discipline. Um, and, and that's, but, but I've managed to establish some good working relationships with people overseas. Um, you know, one in Romania, one in Philip in the Philippines that really helped me, uh, deliver an amazing product at dailybj.com. You know, um, one of them also helped me design, uh, my new book, the ultimate push-up guide, which when I picked up that training manual from men's health and I look side by side, I'm like, Wow, it's taken me six years to figure out how I can, you know, try to at least do that. And by the way, th that 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 like that blew my mind because like, wow, this this in, in some ways I feel like it's a better product than the book I did with Men's Health, and we did it all in house. But again, what it does, it caters to my strengths um, as a writer and, and an expert uh, in fitness. Um, you know, and you know, I can I can be in the pictures. I can do all the writing, I can do all the editing, and then I can have someone help me with the design aspect to make sure it looks beautiful. And so now we figure that piece out. But obviously I can't, um, I, I, the other things that are, are, are tough, you know, and, and I've struggled throughout my whole career uh, in dealing with videographers and other people. Um, so at some point, just like, okay, th this will just be what it is. 
And if I can grow it in this manner, great. If not, if I can just keep it going for a long, long enough period of time, I'll be okay. And then I'll keep finding different ways to, uh, to support us, uh, through my strengths versus continually, continually trying to, to climb this uphill battle, uh, knowing that eventually I'm going to get burnt out with, with doing things, uh, that involve a lot of, uh, day-to-day time with people, uh, whether it's managing people, interacting with people, etc. So I'm not as good as I thought I was that, that's something I, I could not have even said probably a year ago, but I'm also okay with it. Um, I know what I'm great at and I know what I suck at. And, and that's something that, um, you know, unfortunately it's taken me till 40 to realize that, but you know, um, for some people it might be 50, 60. Like I now know the, what, what, what lane to be in, what races to run. And, uh, I'm actually kind of excited about what might things look like for me when I'm 50 and 60. If I just now don't get distracted with, the other bullshit that, um, you know, th- those are the races I-, I should not run because I'm just not equipped for it. But if I stay in my lane, um, I'm really hopeful about the future and at least finding longevity in this business, whether it grows or not. Some of that's beyond my control. Um, you know, these are strange times. The world has forever changed since the pandemic. Uh, the economy absolutely sucks. Consumer confidence is really low. Um and, and ultimately, I feel like I probably already have found the people that are interested in what I have to offer. So I just have to find a way to continue to serve them um, in a sustainable way. And and for some, they may not be happy with the fact that there's going to be less interaction with me. But that at some point, I'm not going to be able to do that level of interaction anyway. So the sooner I know what, what our business looks like, when I can pick a, a level of sustainable effort for me to do what I do best, and then also protect myself from the pitfalls of, you know, uh, what can become uh, mental health issues for me with, with, you know, uh, my, my past, I'm, I'm bad with relationships. What can I say? You know, though I, I have good ones with the people I care about. Um, I just don't have, I have a terrible relationship bandwidth. Uh, I tend to take things very personally and, and, and that's why I have to remove myself from, uh, too many personal relationships and just be about the business and be about what, what I do best. And you know what? Um, if you're looking for the best, fast, fun, and effective workouts out there, uh, I'm your guy. If you're looking for um, regular uh, knowledge bombs or wisdom when it comes to navigating health and fitness as you get older, especially after 40, um, I'm that guy. But uh, I'm not your friend. You never, you, I will never be. You don't want to be my friend. Um, and wh- why can't that be okay? Um, and, you know, if it's not, you'll find someone else. And if they can do better at what I do, then, you know, I guess you win and then I'll, I'll figure it out. But, uh, I can't be everything for everyone and, uh, that's okay. But number three, you know, number one, MH is still in business. Number two, so am I, but number three, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And, uh, that's okay. Number four, I'm grateful for the opportunities, you know, like it's like, up until recently, it, it, it was such a dagger to my heart anytime someone said, I love your men's health DVD or men's health book or I loved your men's health articles or social media posts. Because to me, every time they said that, it was it was an indictment out of, the, out of my most recent work. And this happens, by the way, to a lot of creators. I'm not going to call myself an artist because, you know, like, though I do believe fitness, when done properly, it's a physical art form. 
But look, I, I, I'm not going to gas myself up. I'm just a fucking trainer, coach, uh, actually a trainer. I'm not a coach. Uh, a coach is someone who deeply loves people and loves working with people and gets energy out of people. Um, I'm not that guy. I'm, 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 I'm really just, uh, you know, like I'm just an engineer, you know, uh, and that, that's, that's okay. That, that's the mind I've been given. Um, but, uh, it was such a dagger to me. Like, oh, I loved you at men's health. It's like, you know, cause you know, usually, uh, a musician will have like their breakthrough album and then the rest of their life, the rest of their career, they're trying to replicate the original album and they can't people are people. There's something about that first one that people love the most. And typically creators like to evolve. They don't like doing the same thing over and over again because of boredom and everything else. Um, and, but when you deviate from what was the formula that worked, then people don't like it as much. So there's all these things that happen, right? And the same thing happens to authors, uh, cinematographers, whatever else, right? Uh, movie makers, you know, it, it, it's, it's just something you have to deal with. And, but instead of being hurt or disappointed or, or pissed off about it, you know what? They like that work. Great. I made it. <laughs> it you know, like I, I, I still made it. And I, I think that's part of it too, is I, I, I am someone, um, and we have a lot of trainers and content creators that listen to this podcast. So those that, um, are just the busy parent professional, I've been trying to, uh, reach with workouts, like just know I, I'm talking to them. Uh, maybe not certain, not necessarily you, but you know, I think there's still value in, in, in hearing this. Maybe not. What can I do? I'm just sharing the story, right? And the lessons, but you know, I've had a recency bias with my work and, and instead of celebrating my past accomplishments, cause I'm always, I, I'm always on to the next thing and I don't want to get complacent and I want to be humble and, and I want to keep doing big things. But, um, you know what, if you don't like my, my current work, but you still like my old work, it's better than liking nothing. And, uh, I still made it. And even if you don't like the new stuff I'm making, I, I, I genuinely can't control that. Like, what can I do? I can't make you buy it or like it. Um, but I can just keep going forward. And, and still time and time again, people will tell me, uh, I found you through men's health and they'll share like a particular article or program or, you know, a DVD that they started with that really resonated with them and changed their life. And, um, you know, I, I've been able to retain a lot of those people. And, and then a lot of the reason why number two is true that I am still in business is because of the work I did at men's health. And instead of, uh, you know, denigrating them or denigrating the work I did there or thinking less of it, I need to celebrate that and, and be comfortable with that and be happy about that. And again, like, and I, I do truly mean it. Um, I hated men's health for a while there. I really hated them. I'll talk more about that in number five. Uh, up until that point, I was very grateful and I had a great working relationship with them. Part of that was, uh, I would come, they would only, we don't have to see each other quarterly. And then a lot of the work was, uh, through the computer online where I could just, they asked for a program. I deliver it. Great. You know, like I, I was able to be, uh, that freelancer with my own autonomy. And I, I basically just came in, hit a home run, uh, threw a knockout punch and then left and did my own thing. But it was the day-to-day -day relationship that, that broke that relationship, you know? Um, and, uh, but now six years later, I am grateful. Um, I, I learned how to write about fitness. I learned through trial and error, uh, how to program great workouts, uh, from afar that could positively impact, uh, people's health and fitness, their, their day-to-day -day lives set the tone, hopefully for a great day. 
um, you know, without taking too much time, you know, uh, with minimal equipment, you know, I really learned uh, the process and, and fine tuned it to the point where I could, I could still be successful on my own, um, you know, at a fraction of the reach, but, you know, but also without the need to be at a, at a place to work, to have to have teams of people to work with, you know, like this is a, we do this in, in such a, a lean and mean way that works with our lifestyle, you know, where we can, you know, do whatever we want, total freedom of schedule, you know, um, but it's all on us when things don't go well, it's our fault, you know, and that's, that's the difference between working for someone and being on your own is, you know, it's all you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, but I am grateful, man. Like I've, I've been able to have a lot of good people come through and, and, and try our programs and, and, and stick with us for years, for years. So, um, and, and many of those people would never have found me had it not been through the work I did with men's health. So I know no one from men's health is listening and, and I wouldn't expect them to because, um, of not only how it ended, but how I reacted to how it ended. Um, and I have no, no, uh, plan or anticipation of ever working with them again. I'm completely fine with that, but I am grateful. I am grateful. I, I live the exact life I want to live. Um, and it all came through that initial work. So I'm grateful. Number five, I was deeply hurt by how it ended. You know, when you, the fact that it took me six years to be able to do a podcast like this, to, to buy an issue. I mean, I used to be a regular reader of men's health. That's, I first saw it uh, on the table next to the toilet at my home. And, and that's where I, when I was a teenager and I, I dove into it and I always loved reading it and seeing who was contributing. I wanted to be in there in those magazines. And I, and eventually I, I was the first personal trainer to ever make the cover of the magazine and the January, 2017 issue. Um, a lot of great things happened. I made some awesome DVDs. Um, you know, many of which I believe, you know, if, if like if Metashred or Metashred extreme was in the hands of a, a marketing machine like Beachbody, I would, I would be a household name. There's no doubt about it because those are such amazing fucking programs. The feedback we've gotten from that over the years, the reality is uh, Men's Health was just not as good at marketing DVDs as Beachbody. And, uh, you know, we're, you can get it to, you know, thousands of buyers versus millions of buyers through their knowledge of multi-level marketing and TV infomercials and all that stuff, right? Um, so, but but that, that that doesn't take away from how great it was. And, you know, I said when I just wrote this new book, The Ultimate Push-Up Guide, available as a Kindle or paperback on Amazon, um, I got that on my hands when I, I about a month ago when the first copy came to me and I'm like, wow, I'm really proud of this fucking book. This is the best push-up book out there. It really is. Like, it's so fucking good. And, um, and it's something that is timeless. And, and it, it's, it's basically, I just took the push-up chapter from Your Body's Your Barbell and I blew it out with more detail and... I've added also all the knowledge I've gained in the 10 years since writing that original book, Your Body's Your Barbell. And um, it just, you know what? I don't even, it's only sold at the time of recording this, maybe 100, 106 copies. But I look at it like a savings bond with, you know, a 20 to 30 year uh, cycle, right? Um, and I'm going to get a bunch of those up there. And it, you know what? It's fucking good. It doesn't matter how many people buy it. It's fucking good. And that, that's what I'm going to focus on. Because if I focus on trying to 
get as many sales as the original book that went through a brand like Men's Health at, at, at still a time when people were actively buying books more, you know, in 2014, um, it's always going to be a failure. And, and I say that because some of you will never create something uh, that has value because you're worried about it being a bestseller or reaching millions of people. But the 106 people that have bought the ultimate push-up guide on Amazon, they have the single best push-up resource out there right now, period. And if you can find a better one, let me know, all right? And that's that's a victory. And that that's, uh, you know, I, I say that because I was, number five, I was deeply hurt by how it ended. Like, um, you know, I had, a, I had a lot of, uh, I, I had some good friends there uh, and I've retained uh, the most important relationships that I had at Men's Health, I believe I've retained. Um, the other ones to me were just, they were relationships of purpose and necessity uh, that might sound transactional or, uh, you know, savage, but uh, I'm just being honest, like, you know, if I don't have to, if I don't, enjoy, if I don't like you or enjoy you, the moment I don't need to work with you, what's the point of having you in my life? Especially if you make me feel, uh, if you put me in a bad mood, right? <laughs> that doesn't help anyone. We're not, I'm not for everyone and you're not necessarily for everyone. And that's okay. It doesn't make us bad people. We just, you know, it is what it is. But I was really hurt by it. And, and the way that they didn't get back to me um, after giving them, you know, nine years of my life and helping them make millions of dollars and also make getting a penny on the dollar of the stuff I did with them. The only thing I currently get a royalty from is uh, the book, Your Body's Your Barbell. But um, I was so deeply hurt by that. I, I, I burnt that bridge to a level um, that I think few, few, few can do. Um, when you listen to episode 66, you know what I'm talking about. I, I basically put myself in a position where I, I would never work with them again. And then also that they, they, have, they have removed products that I've made with them that I did make money from. Uh, the only one they have kept is your body is your barbell. But uh, in a way, I sabotaged myself. Like I, I'd be still making money from some of those products if I just was able to put my hurt and ego to the side. Um, at the same time, I was, it was six years ago, I was 34. Um, you know, uh, it takes us men a long time to uh, grow up and mature. And I still have plenty of work to do, but um, I, I could not have said these words uh, six years ago. So I was hurt, man. It really fucking devastated me. I, I, I you know, in some cases, uh, and those that have created stuff and, and those that are 40 or older, they know that raw, vital energy and motivation you have to do great shit in your 20s and early 30s. I'll never have that again. Um, but that's okay. I mean, I, I have gained also a lot of wisdom and experience and I, I just work smarter now, but I can't work as hard. You know, I, I, I was talking about LeBron James, like he, he put up 40, 10, and 9 in a game four of the Western Conference Finals in an elimination game. Uh, but at the end, he just didn't have the juice uh, to finish it off against a better team. Um, and that's not his fault. Uh, you know, it, it's there's only, there's a limit to what we can do as we get older. And instead of um, being upset about it, uh, just celebrate what you've accomplished to date and the fact that you still do the best you can. And uh, But, man, it, it really hurt me. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to cry about it. I've, 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 I'm sure I've cried enough about it. But I'm also not going to let it tap into the evil nature that comes with, you know, going at things with just revenge or hatred. Um, you know, like that being said, like maybe I wouldn't have gotten this business out of the gate had I not created 
because th- that's how I needed to motivate myself when I was 34 still, you know, um, I just, that that's, it worked, but I ran out of steam at some point, like trying to prove myself and then trying to compete with them. Like, that's just not a fair competition. It's David versus Goliath. Um, they, you know, ultimately, like when I said, I'm not as good as I thought it was, they can plug any fit person into the magazine for most people. Um, they look at, you know, does the person look in shape? And if they do, you'll listen to their, to their advice. But, um, you know, I think the people that follow me, they look more at my words and the content of what I make. Um, and, and they can tell if they are seasoned fitness consumers that my work is just, it's different, you know, uh, it hits different and, uh, you know, but, but also like it should, I, I have made thousands of workouts, you know, like I, I, I've impacted thousands of people, millions really, but like, you know, deeply probably thousands, um, and uh, it's battle tested and I keep getting better every year I, I work on it because it's just more and more experience and wisdom. But most, the average consumer, the people listen to, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast and, you know, they, they'll listen to, I don't know, they'll listen to anyone really. Um, and they don't really know what's good and what's bad or what's, what's the best versus, and that, at the end of the day, it is what it is. So be grateful for the opportunities you've had and for those that listen to you and then, you know, Focus less on winning people over and more on just doing your thing and, and being okay with how uh, how it kind of works out from there. But I was deeply hurt. And what it showed me is that, um, you know, when, when I'm when I'm hurt or disappointed, I've got to be, I've got to have awareness of that and just accept it and then make sure that I don't react in such a negative, hateful way. Um, and, and, you know, I can't change how I felt about it, but they're no, they're no longer an enemy to me. That's growth. Um, I don't wish them to be out of business anymore. Uh, I'm just, I, I really don't like, it doesn't affect me. I don't work with them. They're not, they're not taking anybody away from me. I'm not taking anybody away from them. And we did at one point have a great relationship together and did some great things and help people uh, improve their fitness, uh, in a fun, uh, effective, engaging way. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'll be forever tied to them in some ways, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, but, um, I was hurt by how it ended and I reacted, uh, as, as a small man would at the age of 34 with, uh, you know, who grew up in a very dysfunctional, abusive home and carried, um, you know, uh, who has no relationship with his mom or dad, um, and, and carried a lot of that relationship trauma with him along the way. And what am I going to do, man? Uh, all I can do is improve from, from here on out. But I guess what I'm trying to say is all the bad things I said, a lot, a lot of which, you know, there, there wasn't necessarily, uh, there weren't lies, but I could have done an, uh, been classier about it. And I tried to be, and then um, my anger and hurt got the best of me. And I went, you know, I went like full burn bridge mode. And, and, and my mind at the time was, if I burn this bridge, it's going to force this business that I just created to succeed. If I know that I can still work with them, I'm not going to push on this business as hard as I, I would. And, and that was true for the first year or two. But again, you can't, I'm just telling you right now, if you, if you find yourself in the situation, there's only so much that revenge, anger, hatred, 
can fuel you. Uh, and, and while it's fueling you, it's, it's, it tends to tap into your worst nature. So now, six years later, being an old motherfucking 40-year-old man in a young man's game, um, I'm just going to focus on making great shit and letting that, letting the cards fall where they may. But uh, yeah, I was hurt. And so, you know, I was really sad, upset, disappointed. Um, I thought, I, I never thought this relationship would completely end um, and then end the way it did was so, in such a, you know, a, a gross way, if I could be honest about it. But it did, and uh, they've moved on, and so have I. Number six, I accept full responsibility for that, for how it ended. Meaning, um, I, I, I was not equipped for the level of criticism and just exposure that I received when I ended up, ended up working at Men's Health and being, you know, being in front of millions of people daily and just, you know, just the stuff they said about me. Um, I wasn't secure enough in, in the way I looked and in my, and in my role there where that, like, it just ruined my day and it made me hate people. Like it really made me hate people, just the mean stuff they would say. And, uh, yeah, there, it was only uh, nine out of 10 things were positive, but the one out of 10 man for, for my particular personality and the ego I had at the time and just the general insecurities I had as a man at 34, um, it, it, it broke me. And, um, you know, so you know, whether it was dealing with the body dysmorphia that comes with people making fun of the way you look or criticizing, uh, you're not lean enough, you're not muscular enough, you know, what's wrong with your ex, you know, insert body part, right? Uh, you know, that stuff takes its toll. Uh, and I, I don't wish that on anyone. Um, and you'll never, and, you, and you'll never understand it unless you go through it. And, and, and again, uh, I was 34 at the time, uh, not nearly the man I am today. Um, and it, it destroyed me. It really did. And then also my inability to uh, navigate uh, many interpersonal personal relationships uh, that are required in a corporate setting, you know, uh, and in a regular manner. I don't know how you guys and gals who do it, do it. I know I can't. Um, it doesn't make me less of a person, um, but it certainly makes me not the right person for that particular job. And uh, you know what? Better learning that sooner than later. But um, I, I say all of this too, just so you understand, you know, if we've had a negative interaction online, um, you know, the, the cynicism and negativity and pessimism and hatred that comes from being, you know, constantly maligned and insulted, um, you know, for, in my mind, for no reason other than just trying to share a workout and build my business, you know, it's, those aren't, I don't think those are bad ambitions, but for some reason, um, with those people that, I, that seemed to want to just fucking bring me down a notch or two. Um, something about the way I looked or spoke or presented the material made them feel a type of way. And um, I let their negativity bleed into my life in a way that would negatively impact my mood, which affects the mood, the moods of all the people that I love around me. So, um, and then obviously put me in that position where, I would go on the rant that I did in episode 66, which by the way, it's still up. Listen to it. I'm not going to take it down um, because that th that informs you of the type of person I was then. It also gives you an idea of how deeply hurt and upset I was at the time that, you know, it was a divorce. What else can I say? It was a, it was a professional business divorce and that never goes well. Um, as someone who had divorced parents, 
Um, and there's also someone who's had his uh, various business struggles along the way, right? Um, these are tough things to navigate, and they put you in positions uh, that oftentimes bring out the worst in you. But as long as you can come out on the other side, and it's going to take some time. It took me six years. Hopefully it doesn't take you that long. Fuck. But, um, you know, hopefully we're better people for it. And uh, But I do respect, accept the responsibility. Like, it really, um, all my Achilles heel people um, was fully exposed, uh, both interacting with people through online outlets and social media and also in person, completely exposed. And it took uh, something I believe I am one of, if not the best in the world at, uh, programming fucking amazing workouts that help people get great results and keep them injury free and take into mind the longevity aspect over all other things. Um, it made that useless because at the end of the day, if you can't get along with people, it ain't going to work unless you work by yourself on your own. Again, that, that's, that's the acceptance journey of this. I'm not, I'm also not going to beat myself up about it. I can't control how I grew up. I can't control the brain I was given, which was passed on to me with, you know, family members, the history of mental illness, uh, mental health problems and, uh, depression, anxiety, whether it's uh, bipolar disorder and or borderline personality disorder, uh, that I deal with. I can't, I can't, all I can do is work on it, but also just recognize the signs when things are starting to, to get to that point where my mood is starting to shift, or maybe I get put into a state from interacting with people um, keeping people at a distance and then focusing on what I do best and then focusing on the people that, that I trust and love and that are close to my life, which is small, but more than enough for me. Um, I, I can continue doing what I do uh, in a way and hopefully I can continue to serve you better uh, because I've identified for me my real weaknesses uh, that take away from my strength. So I'm not saying don't work on your weaknesses. I'll continue to work on mine, but I also... You know, I am 40. I've had a lot of experience now at this point, and um, I'm, I'm not getting any younger. And my patience for people is, not, is certainly not going to improve <laughs> as I get older. But um, it doesn't mean I can't still help a lot of people with what I do best. So uh, I accept full responsibility for my part and the way that men's health relationship completely. <laughs> you know, uh, incinerated. Um, but it doesn't change all the great work we did together. And the fact that people found me through that and continue to work with me or, or follow my work because, uh, at least the work side of it, uh, in my mind, I don't think it's ever been better. Um, so, you know, maybe these six lessons, uh, just to kind of sum it up again, six lessons in six years since leaving men's health. Number one, MH is still in business Two, So am I three. I'm not as good as I thought I was. Four, I'm grateful for the opportunities. Five, I was deeply hurt by how it ended. And six, I accept full responsibility for that. You know what? Um, all I can do is move forward. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful you're still here because uh, obviously uh, if you followed me for a long time, you, you've, you've been witness to these growing pains in a way that I can never fully appreciate because uh, you're on the outside. I, I've been in it. You know, like it's a totally different perspective. But um, I, I do know whether you agree or not, I have grown as a man, um, and uh, I do have a lot more wisdom and experience. And uh, you know, at some point, we just have to be comfortable with what we've been given and the cards we've been dealt, and just play the best hand we can, and just put ourselves in the best position where we can 
be a positive force in the lives of those we love and, and, and also uh, those in terms of business uh, of the customers that we're uh, lucky enough to have. Um, but I need to keep a distance. I need to have really clear boundaries in place so that I can be my best for you, for me, for the people I love. And uh, that's what I plan on doing. I appreciate you listening to this episode. And, uh, you know, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm going to make this podcast, uh, you know, I feel like where I'm best is writing, podcasting, and programming uh, fitness and workouts. And that's what I'm going to kind of keep doing. Love you guys. Peace.